is we avoid things that we're overwhelmed by and we avoid things when we don't know what the next step is. So by having these clear systems in place, it's like, okay, every morning, you now have a system for your inbox instead of just going in, being overwhelmed, trying to answer a few things and then getting out. It's like, no, I have a method and you feel confident going in and doing what needs to get done. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast, where we are helping business owners like you learn to love and implement systems in their business. From conversations about CRM tools like Dubsado or automating the ish out of your business to helping your system match the level of detail your business does. My name is Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with a plan, CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co. and someone who's just a little systems obsessed. I'm about to help make your life and business way more systemized so you can live a social lifestyle you love. Welcome to She Can Systemize. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize podcast. I am your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am joined by Chrissy Da Silva, the CEO of Da Silva Life, is an accomplished vetted ClickUp consultant and HoneyBook Pro. With her expertise, she has already helped over 200 business owners to revamp their operations and elevate their businesses with organized systems. So girl after my own heart loves a good system. And I am super excited to chat with you, Chrissy. Thanks for joining me on She Can Systemize. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Taryn. I'm super excited. Yeah, of course. I was hunting for someone who knew the inbox zero method because it is something that I personally struggle with. Before we hit record, I was literally telling Christy, like, if you went into my email, you'd probably throw up. (laughs) And it's funny coming from a systems expert, but the Gmail inbox situation, I have not found a way to really keep it organized. And it's something that I personally struggle with. And I know a lot of people do as well. And when I heard more about the inbox zero method, I was like, I need to figure this out. One, I need to bring this on the podcast so I can learn, our community can learn, but I need to find someone that is an expert in this and knows about it because not your girl over here. So I reached out to someone. This is where networking is great. Reach out to someone and Christy was highly recommended about this. So I'm really excited to have you chat with us about Inbox Zero. For anyone that is like unfamiliar with Inbox Zero, How did you kind of get started in learning that method and then implementing it with yourself and or with clients as well? Yeah, that's a great question. And first, before we dive into what Inbox Zero is, if you're in the same position that Taryn was just saying, I get this all the time from so many people. They're like, oh my gosh, don't look at my inbox. It's scary. I don't even know what to do. So this is really just meant to alleviate that. Like, introduce everyone to what Inbox Zero is, and then really tangible steps on how you can get there because it's absolutely possible for everyone. Um, So with that, how did I learn about Inbox Zero? So when I started my business a little over three years ago, Um, You know, first you're just answering emails here and there, right? And then eventually, as my business started taking off, 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I felt like I was missing emails and I felt like I was subscribing to all these newsletters that I really wanted to read, but all of a sudden everything was just funneling into one place. And as a systems person and loving organization, both in my business and personal life, I was like, I need to reduce the digital clutter because how many times do we go into our inbox? First of all, we immediately get stressed. Second of all, it's like we can look at our inbox and look at the same email five times, whether you click into it or you're just looking at the outside of it and be like, do I have to take care of this? Do I not? And it's like the brain space that it's taking up. It doesn't have to be. Um, So I was like, okay, I feel like I can't live this way and I need to get a hold of this. And so I started just, you know, as one does Googling how to keep my inbox clutter free and then came upon the inbox zero method. So I had never even heard of it. Um, And really what it is, is exactly what it sounds like. The goal is to get your primary inbox down to zero emails. Now you can get it down to zero and 10 minutes later, get an email, but the goal is really to declutter it and then have a system of keeping only things that are in there that are priority to take care of and respond to. Everything else you can save for a later date. You can read it later. But really having that goal of keeping not a lot of emails in there, reducing the digital clutter, and relieving that brain space for other things. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I feel that in my soul of going in and feeling immediately overwhelmed. And I am I hope people listening can relate to what I'm about to say. But... I, my inbox is so full. Like I have so many emails and if you send me an email, like I will read it. Like don't hear this number and be like, she never reads her emails. Um, but most of them are just, I was telling Chrissy, I just subscribed to a ton of things when I first started my business or, you know, I didn't think, oh, maybe I should have a secondary email for like downloading freebies and stuff. So like any of those like promotional emails and stuff like that I can have in a separate space. So I think everything just got like jumbled together, but I will literally look at my inbox and I'm like, I know it's like really high, but if I see that number go up, you know, a little bit higher, I'm like, oh, I have a couple emails today. And I'm like, no, that shouldn't be, I shouldn't be like, my threshold is like in the thousands. And then I'm like, oh, if it goes a little bit above that, I know I have new emails. And so that's where I am at is I am like, I have so many emails. Like, how do I even get started with going through these. So for someone that is maybe in this position that isn't starting with like a brand new email or anything like that, that like has like so much going on in there, what would be some like first steps to get started when it comes to having an inbox that is a hot mess express like my own? Yes. Great question. So the first tip is going to be the most mind-blowing for people. Um, And so this is regarding Gmail, but I know other email service providers, they have different features as well. So if this verbiage is not exactly the same in your email inbox, there's something like it. So a couple different steps you want to do, but the first step is if you go into your settings in Gmail, you can actually filter out your inbox to be four or five different categories. So if you go into the settings and you click on all these categories, they're primary social promotions, updates, and forums. And what this is, is Google's way of automatically sorting 
what is coming from an actual person, what is coming from a newsletter, what is coming from a software, um, what is coming from like a chat forum. And it's actually mind blowing how if you set this up, your email can go from like a thousand plus to like 50. Um, because it's basically sorting these out. So then as soon as you do this, like all of your newsletters you're subscribed to really will probably go into promotions and updates. Anything that says, hey, your Zoom recording has been downloaded or so-and-so joined your Zoom meeting, those will go into updates. So that's the first step where you're going to separate these different categories in your inbox. These are going to be the main categories. Now, as you're going through this process, it is a process. So it's not going to be like an overnight switch. So you're going to want to make sure at least the first couple of weeks you're sorting through these a little bit and saying, oh, that came in as a promotion, but I always want that to go into my primary inbox. So if you just drag that into primary, it's going to have this little message that says, hey, do you want to have all emails from this person always come into primary? And then you can click yes. Um, so that is the first step. Okay, so so I understand in my email, I set up to where like when you go into I use Gmail. So when you go into Gmail, there's like different sections going like horizontally. And it's by those like you put like is unread like is starred like the is that a separate thing than what you are talking about? Yes, that is a separate thing. So these categories are actually going to be vertically up at the top. And so it's going to say like primary, social, promotions, updates, and forums. Okay. So like when you go in, it's not like you will see, because like what I don't like with the way I have it set up is like, I still see obviously everything that's there right when I go into my inbox. But for what you're talking about, you have to click into those tabs to be able to see everything that's a promotion and et cetera. Correct? Exactly. Yep. So when you come in, the first thing you're always going to see is primary you'll have to click into the other ones to see what's in there. Of course, primary is always going to be the most important and pressing things. Okay, that makes total sense. And I feel like that alone is going to be a game changer for me. So I'm excited to dive into that. And now I'm just as sure as I'm sure everyone else is like, so excited to hear all these other next steps if that was only step one. Yes. Um, okay. So that was step one. You're going to want to separate these categories. Google's going to do the work for you initially and be like, here's what's important. Here's what we think is not as important. Um, and then from there, the next order of business is to create labels. So that's in Gmail. They're called labels. They may be called folders and Outlook or something else. But basically, these are going to be your categories that you create to be able to filter out different emails. Um, so for example, we have some that are like clients, leads, DeSilva Life, team, accounting, just a few different categories that you can segment in your business. And now as you're creating these labels, just start with the immediate ones that you can think of. Don't stress about being like, okay, I can't think of everything in my business. Because as you start doing this, if you have an email that you're like, where does this go? Then you can be like, I have to create another label for it. So start by creating these labels. And then what you can do is say you got an email from a client that you responded to. Instead of it just sitting in your inbox, 
you will then answer the email, label it client and archive it. So now all of your client emails are all in one place when you click into the client label, but you don't have to look at it. So I really only keep things in my inbox that are like, okay, I haven't responded to this. I have to take care of it. As soon as I take care of it, I label it and archive it to where it belongs. Okay. So, and then if someone, if you archive it and they reply to it, then it goes back to your primary inbox. Exactly. Okay. I think that is just like a big mindset shift that I need to make. Cause I think in my mind, I mean, I know the difference between archiving and deleting because of like in auto, for example, like I know if I archive a project, like I can get to it very easily as opposed to like deleting something. But I think in my mind when I'm like going through, cause this is where I'm probably going wrong is not archiving things and I respond to them and then just leave them there. So there's so many emails in there that are just like, you know, even stuff that I've already, it's completed, like past like guest speaking, like stuff I don't even need anymore. And it's just sitting there. So that's interesting to just like, even with an email, like from a client, for example, you know, we're putting that label on and then archiving it immediately. And then, you know, they reply and it just goes right back into your primary. Like, I don't know why I have such a, (laughs) that I don't do this already. But I think that too is just going to, you know, clear up so much space in my inbox by just taking that step to archive something that I've already replied to. Yes, 100% agree. And it totally is a mindset thing because clicking these new buttons, you're like, okay, is this going to be gone forever? But archiving is the bomb because exactly like you said, if you did your job and you're just waiting for a reply, you can get it out of your brain space because you're waiting for them. As soon as they reply, it's back in your primary. It's not gone forever. Once you reply again, you just click archive again. It goes right back into that label. Um, And so the other thing is if you color code these labels as well. That's really nice because if you've already labeled it and it comes back up or we'll get into filters next, all of a sudden you have these visual markers of our leads label is red. So every time we get a new lead, it comes in, it has red. I know, okay, let's respond to that. That's important. As soon as I respond to it, I archive it. So then if they come back and we're going back and forth, anytime I see that red label, I know it's a lead. Anytime I see a green label, I know it's a client. So even visually, it's creating kind of these like priority flags of like, okay, here are the things that I need to tend to. I'm going to go with my leads first, then I'm going to respond to clients after everything's done. Archive, we're good to go. After they are archived, do they get removed from your sent folder as well? Or do they stay in your sent folder? They still stay in sent. Okay. Yeah. That's like a big thing for me because I use like a tool like streak where I can like track, you know, like opens and stuff like that and see, because especially for like pitching for certain things of guest speaking and everything like that, I like to see like how hot the conversation is and people reading it. So um, that's like one of my favorite inbox tools is using a tool like streak. And so that would be my only hesitation is like, oh, if it archives, Am I not able to see it then in my sent folder? So that's good to know. Yeah, no, you'll be able to see everything in sent. And then when you go into those labels, um, they're just archived into that label. So it's like a long thread of all of your clients, right? But what's so nice is you can go there when you're searching for something instead of it all just being in your primary. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, I hope there's some other heads nodding over here listening. Like, yep, that's me along there with Taryn, because I'm definitely not doing, you know, either the, either of those first two steps. And I think, you know, those two alone, on top of everything else you're going to be sharing with us, I think it's going to be a huge game changer for not just my inbox, but for my mental space of coming into my business, because, you know, I try to go in, I set my homepage when I go into Google Chrome to like my ClickUp dashboard and things like that. So then I'm not going right into my email, but because it overwhelms me right now where I don't want that to be the case. Like I want to have that part of my, you know, daily method of operations in the morning to like go in and look at my email. But right now it just overwhelms me. So I'm excited to dive into this more. Yes. And that's such a good point too, because one of the things I always say when it comes to systems and operations is we avoid things that we're overwhelmed by and we avoid things when we don't know what the next step is. So by having these clear systems in place, it's like, okay, every morning you now have a system for your inbox instead of just going in, being overwhelmed, trying to answer a few things and then getting out. It's like, no, I have a method and you feel confident going in and doing what needs to get done. Yeah, that is so true. And because like every other part of my business is so systemized that I don't feel that overwhelmed. I mean, our clients come to us and they feel that way about Dubsado or they feel that way about ClickUp or just not having a system tool. And then for us, it's like we go into those things and we're like, oh, like, like I feel great when I go into my Dubsado, but I know a lot of people feel the way I feel about my email inbox. So I, I definitely feel that. For sure. Hear me out listeners, don't fast forward through this ad because we're about to share our secret weapon. During these episodes, we are always giving tips on how to implement systems and create a process for every aspect of your business. But want to know a way to make it that much easier? One word, Tango. Tango is a tool and one of the best Chrome extensions out there that allows you to capture your process through screen captures. And no, this is not a video recording. It is literally capturing every click you make during your process on your computer. Click the link in our show notes to try it for yourself and use code system 20 for a month free of the pro version and head over to us at the socialize alco on Instagram to see an example of tango in action. Now let's get back to this week's episode. So what would someone be now the next step of going from, you know, we've gone into adding in those labels. So now would be the next step for someone getting to reach inbox zero. Yes. So two more steps. The next one is going to be to start creating filters. So this is where you're going to start actually automating your email inbox and not having to do everything manually by labeling things, marking them as important. And now what I'll say, the next two steps are really going to take time as you're going through this process. You may not know any filters that you need to create yet, but as you're starting the decluttering process, I'll just give you one example of a filter. So as I started creating the inbox zero method, I wanted to make sure that all of my new leads were coming into my primary inbox and they were being marked with this red leads label. So I use HoneyBook, which is my CRM. And so all of my leads come in through this specific HoneyBook email. And when I had initially separated my inbox categories, those were going into updates. And because I don't view updates as important. I was like, okay, we got to make sure these come where they need to come. So what you can do is when you click on an email and you're like, okay, from this sender, I want to make sure it does these few things. 
you're going to click the three dots up on the bar of the email and you're going to click filter messages like these. It's then going to bring up the sender email, but you can also put in things like the subject line has this sentence in it um, and filter even deeper if you need to. And so I think I might have done, it's like from HoneyBook and also says like new inquiry or something like that. And then I clicked create filter. So then you have all these different options. So what I did was I said, always apply the label leads and always star and always move to primary. So those were the three things that every time I get a new lead, it comes into my inbox. I'm like, okay, important. Let's respond to this as soon as possible. As soon as I do that, then I can go in and archive it. So you can do this, say you have a client that you want to make sure that it always applies that client label, puts it in primary. Maybe I even have some filters for specific newsletters that I really love. One of my favorite labels is my read later label because this allows me to just go in. I have some sub like nested labels that are a few of my favorite newsletters. And every time these people send me their newsletter, it goes right into these sub labels. So when I have a chance to breathe and go through my emails leisurely, I can just go into those labels and see all of those newsletters and then binge them at once. I love that idea of doing that and having like a read later thing because there are so many great parts of newsletters that people are sending and I have some of my favorite ones as well. And so it'd be nice to have a section that they're always going to. So then I can refer back to them when I need to or want to and have some downtime that I can focus on that instead of like seeing it and like, oh, like this is good, like and then getting sidetracked when I need to be doing other things and, you know, encouraging that shiny object syndrome. And I'm like, oh, they're talking about this in here. Um, Let me start doing this right now. And so I think that's really great. And one thing I love about filters too, is when it shows like how many other emails like have that same like title or whatever your search is, like, it'll say like, do you want to apply this now to like a hundred other emails that like match the same criteria because then especially for leads and stuff, there could be ones that came in there that you just didn't see. And then it's applying this and then you're like, oh, like I miss this one. And so I've had that happen before where I have set up that filter and then more emails have been applied because it matched that criteria. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I didn't see this come through because Hot Mess Express inbox over here. But we're going to get this under control after this episode. But I like love that it does that and shows you other emails that match that criteria already that are in your inbox. Yes, that is amazing. And that actually goes along with step four of actually going through the decluttering process. Recap, first three steps. You create your categories, you start creating your labels, you start creating your filters. Then it's time to do the heavy lifting. So first, it's time to take a deep breath. (laughs) And then you're going to go and this, you might be able to do it in one sitting. Maybe it takes a couple hours. This might be a project that a couple times a week or once a week, you're like, okay, you know what? By the end of the month, I'm going to get to inbox zero. It does not have to be an overnight transition. And so when you go through and do those first three steps, now it's time to really go through all of your existing emails. 
So like Taryn said, when you're going and creating those filters, you'll be able to see all of the other emails from that sender. So you want to say, okay, this email, if it's from a client, um, maybe I have five other emails in my inbox sitting from this client that I want to go ahead and archive them into the client label. You're going to want to just star anything or keep anything in your primary that's important for you to take care of in the next like 24 to 48 hours. Everything else, you want to go ahead, archive it into the labels that they belong in. And so as you're going through this process, this is also going to start giving you more inspiration for new labels and filters. So little by little, you're going to start going through your emails. Make sure you're searching from the sender to see if there are any other ones from that sender so you can mass like archive them. And then also Taryn mentioned an app. Um, and then I have another app about setting yourself up for success about unscri- unsubscribing from the unwanted newsletters. Because how many do we have, myself included, that we sign up for a freebie or we used to be interested in this topic and now we just don't need that information anymore. So I actually used to use one, but then they had an issue with data privacy and stuff like that. So now what I do is I just search in Google mass unsubscribe from Gmail. And you'll find all of these different websites that if you hook up your Gmail, it will then show you all of the email newsletters you are subscribed to. And you can literally click a button that will unsubscribe you from those emails. Now it's not going to delete them from your inbox, but this takes away that like weight and pressure of being like, oh my gosh, I now have to go into my inbox and go down to the bottom and click unsubscribe from like every single newsletter. This kind of gives that mass clean of saying, okay, I'm going to go through and just unsubscribe from all my unwanted lists. Yeah, I definitely love that because being able to do anything and like mass production like that just like makes you feel like so accomplished too, because it is a big task to be able to go in and complete, especially if you are subscribed to a lot of things. I'm sure all of us have downloaded so many free resources that I love to say are collecting virtual dust in your inbox right now because you thought you wanted them and maybe you're not using them. Or again, maybe it was something that you were interested in in the past, but just isn't where your business is right now or what you're needing. And so just really don't need that information. Not to say that they don't have great emails, but you know it's just not needed in your inbox and that is okay. We're here trying to help free up that mental space for you guys and for myself of going into our inbox and feeling like the CEO we are and ready to go and ready to hit the ground running of the day whenever you're going into your inbox and not having that immediate overwhelm. Um, That's what this podcast is all about and here for you guys is to learn how to love and implement systems in your business. And there definitely needs to be a system to get and keep your inbox organized, which is this incredible inbox zero method. Yes, I love that. And I always say that too, as a systems person, the goal is to create a system that works for you and that feels good. So if you have systems or tools that are really overwhelming to you, it may be that it's not the right tool for you, or it may be that it's just not set up efficiently. So obviously we all need email. And so it just comes down to what's the system that you're creating that you feel confident and it works for you and it's not overwhelming. 
Exactly. And like you said, we all need our email. We need it for everything. You need your email to be connected to your CRM platform. And so it's really important to obviously have for your business. So we just need to find a way to have it organized and not feel that overwhelm. And so say someone has gotten to that point, they've gone through your steps. And if you guys need a visual of this, I am such a visual person. Obviously, this is an audio podcast, but Christy has a resource that we will put in the show notes for you. Definitely go over that resource. It's a visual tutorial, correct, Christy? Yep. It's about, I think it's less than 20 minute training that goes through in Gmail step-by-step everything that I went through today. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely grab that resource because if you need a visual of like, okay, I I hear what you guys are saying, but like now I'm in Gmail and like, okay, overwhelms happen. Um, We don't want you to click out of Gmail and give up. So definitely grab that resource, but say someone has reached inbox zero and they're so excited How does someone continue to maintain that now and not get back into the cycle of email overwhelm? Yes. And this is super important because just like decluttering a house, if you don't have daily and weekly systems to then maintain that, it's just going to get cluttered again. So number one, first, just realize that the process, once you get through it, amazing, you crushed it. Second of all, getting to inbox zero might not be a daily accomplishment for you. So you want to set realistic expectations going in and not feeling discouraged if you don't have zero inbox at the end of zero emails in your inbox at the end of every day. Um, So I think it's definitely possible for people at least once a week to maintain and get to inbox zero, if not a few times throughout the week. So maybe Monday you declutter and Friday you declutter. So those are setting the realistic expectations of, you know, it might not be every day. It might be once or twice a week. But what you do want to do is go in at least twice a day in the morning and evening and check in on your inbox. You're going to want to go through the process of labeling emails, archiving them. If an email takes you you know, one to five minutes to take care of, I recommend just doing it in the moment. Make sure you're starring anything that's important and really just taking care of what needs to be done. As soon as you take care of those things, label and archive them away. So chip away at your inbox as much as possible. Maybe even set a time limit like, okay, I have an admin block every morning and evening where I check in on my emails, my Slack messages, my community. And so I give myself that hour to really catch up on everything and make sure that things aren't slipping through the cracks. And so you want to make sure you're doing that and really make sure that You're only keeping emails in your inbox that are important and have to be tended to in there for 24 to 48 hours. It shouldn't be sitting in there for five days because if it was really important, you would have taken care of it by then. So when that happens and I see an email sitting in there and I'm like, okay, this has been here for five, six days. I actually use my project management tool to pin that email to a task And then I put a due date on it. So now it's not sitting in my inbox. It's actually a task on my calendar. And I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to go through this update or respond to this person or reach back out to this person for a collaboration, et cetera. 
So be realistic with yourself. Is this something actually important or can I wait until next week and let me put it in my PM tool instead? So those are really like the daily, weekly things that you want to be doing to maintain. And then I would say once per quarter, maybe even just once per year, going through your labels and deleting anything that's you've already taken care of that's clutter. Maybe it was an old client um, or maybe it was I already read through all these newsletters or maybe I unsubscribed from this newsletter. So the archiving is the beautiful key here because it's like, okay, I can save these for later, but then once a quarter, twice a year, whatever it is, I can go through and actually delete things that I no longer need because everything feels more important in our head in the beginning. And then after you're like, okay, it's been six months. I didn't read this. Then you're like, okay, I feel okay about deleting it. Yeah. And I think two things that like Two things that really stood out to me on what you said is one, if it's not going to be something that will take you like one to five minutes, like then we can move that into like a different day. And I was watching a TikTok of yours of where you show using ClickUp to send over the tool or send over the email to your project management tool. And I love that about ClickUp that you can utilize it to send emails over. So um, you need the ClickUp Chrome extension, and then you will see a little ClickUp button on your email. And then you click that, and then it will attach that email to a task. And you can send it to wherever you need it to send to. And I think that is such a powerful tool when it comes to organizing your inbox, because especially when it comes to getting collaboration requests or anything that like is exciting in that moment, but maybe is not necessarily something that you need to take care of right now. Like maybe you are gearing up for a wedding that you are planning this weekend, or you have a client project that you are in the middle of. This maybe isn't the time to dive into this collaboration idea. Doesn't mean that you aren't going to get to it. And I think that's also setting the boundaries for yourself and for people of like, you know, you don't have to respond to everything like right when you get it. And so knowing that and setting those boundaries, but then also like, if it is something you're excited about putting it in a tool, like a project management tool, so that you are reminded to get back to it, instead of it just like living there, and then you never respond. And then you're like, Oh, my gosh, like, I could have been a part of this summit that I just saw or, you know, and I got the email, but I never responded to it. And so I think that's where people get, you know, scared of not responding right in the moment is because that FOMO of what's happening or that excitement of that email, but it may just not be something that you need to get done in that particular moment. That's also where you need to set those times of when do you get to work on your business So like Chrissy said, you know, like on Mondays or on Fridays, like those are my days where I, I don't take any client calls on Mondays and Fridays is very minimal, if any client calls. So they're really between Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so Mondays and Fridays are like my business days where I focus on what I need to do in my business, not my client's business. I'm updating anything I need to do in my system tools, recording podcasts, editing podcasts, whatever I need to get done for my business is what happens on those days. And now incorporating this inbox zero method, 
are definitely going to be my days that I go in and declutter things, go through and label everything, make sure things are running smoothly once I get it down from in the thousands to zero. Um, But right now, those will be my days that I work on getting it to zero and being, you know, honest with myself that it's not probably going to happen overnight. And that's okay. But I think these tips and tools that you have mentioned um, are really going to help set me up for success and anyone else that's listening. Um, Other than the tools that you have mentioned, are there any other ones that you can think of that have helped you or your clients when it comes to reaching inbox zero? Yeah, I mean, my main two tools that I love are HoneyBook and ClickUp. So HoneyBook is my CRM. That's where my leads are coming in from. Um, That's where I have my canned emails that I'm following up with them, which is incredible for that leads process. ClickUp, like you mentioned, is everything in there. My business bestie literally telling me what I have to do every day. Um, And the Chrome extension is one of my favorite features, bringing those emails in and saying, you know, here, I'm going to respond to this and take care of it five days later. Because like what you mentioned too, sometimes something's exciting, but not only do you not have the time right now, but you might have to do three other steps before responding to it. So being realistic with yourself too, like, okay, someone reached out to me, but I need to craft something for them for this partnership or collaboration or something like that. So yeah, I would say HoneyBook and ClickUp are my two main tools that I use to stay organized and that do assist me in Inbox Zero. And do you think that someone, you know, could and should be able to do this like on their own? Or do you, is this ever something that you recommend that someone outsource to someone that, you know, understands inbox zero or what are your thoughts on that when it comes to, you know, tackling your inbox and getting it down to that zero point? So I think that you can definitely have someone assist you. I, I would suggest giving it a shot at first. If it's super overwhelming to you, then it's okay to bring someone in at least to get that initial declutter of your email newsletters and updates and things like that. But when it comes to the maintenance piece, I would say once your inbox is really streamlined, it's going to be so much easier to bring in an assistant to help you manage it because everything's going to be crystal clear. They'll know what's important in your eyes. They'll be able to potentially respond to collaborations or clients or things like that. And then they'll be going through and archiving things and only reaching out to you when they need your feedback on something. So just like with any system, even when you know you set up your project management tool, your CRM, your inbox zero system, once you have the clear system, it's so much easier to bring on help to maintain it. Yeah, that is definitely our thought process here, um, especially when it comes to system tools is to, you know, you really need to be as a business owner, like knowing what's going on and everything and in your inbox, especially like you're going to be the one that knows what those things are in your inbox. You're going to know the importance of them, what kind of label they're going to need to go into. And so sometimes something like that needs to be you that's going in it or being very a part of that process. If you do bring in someone that is going to help you get it down to zero, But then once it is at that point, once your system tool, your email is set up for success, 
then that's the best time that someone like an assistant can come in and manage it. I was just talking about this with someone that I brought on to talk about preparing your business for a virtual assistant. And a lot of times, you know, everyone wants to give their virtual assistant everything under the sun to do, and then don't see the return on investment. And it's like, at the same time, you need to find out if that is their zone of genius of getting done, especially like I've had an assistant before that inbox zero email management just like wasn't their jam and something they were good at. And they were clear about that. And I was okay with that. We set that expectation with each other. And I had so many other things that was their zone of genius that I had them do. And then now I can focus on getting this done and then they can manage it. And I think that is where, you know, really knowing what those expectations are um, and not giving your assistant everything under the sun to do because they're going to get burnt out and you're going to get overwhelmed and not see that return on investment. And so being really clear on that and also then, I mean, you never know if you get through it and then now it's so organized and so automated that this isn't a task that you need to have your assistant do because then you're going to be saving money by taking the time to get your systems hands dirty and work on this. So then that's less that you have to pay them to do this and then you're paying them to do something more important that isn't automated now by using filters by using labels, by using this method and going in and doing it, I think it's going to save you time. And then also, you know, giving that time back to your assistant to do other things. Yes. A million percent agree. Setting up these systems in your business is not only going to help you, but it's going to help you save costs on team members by automating things and then set your team members up for success. It's giving you that confidence in being the CEO and leading your team and then giving your people the confidence that they know exactly what their job is so they know if they're able to do it well. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Christy. I know this is going to be so helpful for everyone listening, including your girl right here. So I really appreciate you joining us. Um, Where can anyone connect with you to learn more? And we'll definitely make sure you guys have that resource linked in the show notes for anyone that needs a visual on all of the gold that Christy has dropped for us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Taryn. And you can find 